The day I decided to become radically responsible for myself and the results in my life was when I turned my obstacles into opportunities. I'm here to help other ambitious entrepreneurs create a relentless mindset, a resilient faith, so that you can harness the power within your own journey and realize your potential in your life and your business. I'm your host and no fluff coach, Nisha. Welcome to the show. So Thomas Keller, a chef and author said, this is the great challenge to maintain passion for the everyday routine and the endlessly repeated act to derive the deep gratification from the mundane. We all have mundane tasks that we dread doing laundry, dishes, sending invoices, client management, taking kids to wherever kids need to go, admin work. As a mom of four little people, I tell my husband, it's rarely the big things that feel like dread. It's all the little things that go into the big things that feel like dread, right? And frankly, they're exhausting. They're taxing. I found the process of considering all the little boring, dreadful, mundane things to be incredibly overwhelming. And what I found in that process is it often led to my inaction and became the source of procrastination. I also know that many of you struggle with procrastination in this similar capacity. Procrastination is a threat to your next level. And you know this, it's a threat to your success in your life and in your business. Inaction has a consequence. We live in a world that's telling you to overlook and bypass all the boring, dreadful, mundane things, right? Chase this shiny new object that's being pushed in front of you. React to this perceived, I'm doing air quotes, fire right now. These non-urgent requests and trigger yourself to believe that by ignoring them, you're not prioritizing the work. And pay attention to this world problem that may or may not be applicable to today. It may not actually be a real problem, but the media wants you to think so. So we're going to push it in front of you so you get distracted by whatever you're doing because this is exciting. This is what you need to pay attention to. It's all over social media. It's all over the news, our friends, our family. Everyone is telling you what to pay attention to, right? And your mind is and has always been programmed to respond and react accordingly to the stimulus, constant stimulus. It's no wonder you struggle with staying focused when your nervous system or your emotions are always being triggered. You know, I was no different here. I was also someone who waited until the very last minute to do most things, waited until the pressure I claimed I didn't want built up so much that it became exciting. It went from boring to exciting because I had all this pressure now. Now I was on the last hour and I had to make it happen. So that I could feel like I was slaying this dragon versus doing this dreadful thing. Another stimulus, another nervous system triggered response to handling the things that needed to get done in my life and business. While this way of being productive and getting things done feels really exciting in the moment, it's not sustainable and it keeps us, it keeps you operating within your success traps. But what if, what if we could find meaning and enjoyment in the mundane tasks and routines, right? What if we could find a way to not allow ourselves, not allow yourself to be motivated by the pressure or of accomplishing them and instead realize that they are actually something that 
adds value to your day to day. Right. And in today's conversation, that's what I'm going to spend some time talking about how I went from relying slowly on that last hour pressure because I was procrastinating from avoiding all the dreadful, boring, mundane things to which made me anxious. And I know it makes you anxious too. to now being someone who can spot the magic of the mundane routine tasks are essential and it's possible to cultivate a mindset that helps you to derive a deep, sincere appreciation for these things. So let's talk about why we struggle with the mundane things. Our brains crave novelty and stimulation. Repeated tasks feel boring for everyone after so much time has passed. It's funny because when I worked in corporate HR in my last traditional role or as a whole over that 10-year career, one of my favorite data points to collect was around new hire retention. I love trying to figure out how to overcome the challenge of new hire turnover that often was the result of the novelty wearing off, right? Like people got really excited about the role, excited about the change and all the things that came with it. And then they kind of just started to die out. And depending on how long they stay within an organization and the type of role, I could usually put them in one of three buckets. Either we had a translation problem, a bad hire problem, or a talent engagement problem. And hiring, again, is one of those things that's really interesting in this capacity because you identify these individuals who have a great deal of enthusiasm about the organization, about the role, they're skilled, they're talented, they have amazing personalities, they hit the ground running and you're hopeful, but then they burn out after a few weeks or a few months when that novelty runs off. And you can see more than likely that they're not going to pan out to the full potential that you hoped for. And maybe even they know that they're not going to pan out, but they have to figure out how to make it work because they burnt the bridge, right? I think a lot about how that feels as an entrepreneur and taking on new projects. We get really excited for the first couple of weeks, but the novelty works, you know, wears off and we have to find a way to stay engaged because quitting isn't an option. We know, you know, that your motivation decreases as tasks become more routine. It's expected, right? It's kind of boring now. It's nothing to look forward to. And this happens in all categories. Look at marriage in the infamous seven-year itch. We crave novelty. But here is a really simple uh, reframe that has helped me with overcoming my need for novelty in all areas of my life, my business, my marriage. My intro talks about recently uh, celebrating my 10th wedding anniversary, 18 years together. Opportunity exists there for boring and mundane, right? (laughs) Motherhood. But instead of viewing mundane chores, tasks, and routine as means to an end, I think about them as opportunities within themselves, right? So here's how I started to find meaning in the mundane. I started to ask myself, who benefits from this task being done? I had to remind myself that while boring, I was easing someone else's workload. Many times, more often than not, especially as life started to progress with kids, I was setting, I was easing the workload of my future self. 
by front loading my schedule or workload, I was setting my future self up for success by overcoming those little daunting challenges and tasks before they even became an issue to ensure that I spend my time on the right mundane tasks. I'd frequently ask myself this question, why is this important, right? Understanding how boring things fit into your future goals, desires, and even workload will help you to approach them with more enthusiasm instead of dread. When I do my Sunday prep for my kids for school, it takes a lot of work for me and them. It's a big chunk of time out of Sunday, which they would love to do anything else but clean up and prepare. I would too. But I constantly reinforce and reframe the relevance and importance of these mundane Sunday resets that we do for school prep by reminding them that by doing this now, today, they get to sleep in longer in the morning and mommy doesn't have to rush them and they get to take their time and they will feel more capable. And because they're more capable, I'll be able to learn to trust them with more things. Doesn't that feel more exciting and easier for them to accept than you just need to do this because that's what you're supposed to do or rushing and doing all these things in the morning, right? Another thing that I do with um, enjoying the mundane and appreciating them for what it is, is uh, I, I try to switch it up as often as possible. The way in which I pursue the mundane, I gamify it. So I find ways to incentivize myself so that I can say the course. For instance, I love running and it's a part of a sweet spot of my DNA from five years old until I went to college and ran in college. I still run now as often as I can, but I'm a lazy walker, like hella slow, right? But I've started to find the joy in the simplicity of walking and incorporating it into my creative rituals, in my self-care practice, my mental well-being. I would never walk for an entire hour on a treadmill. I quit after five minutes. I have quit after five minutes, especially at a gym because I wouldn't be able to wheel myself through the end of it. But I found the joy in long open road walks without music. I'm also someone motivated by the carrot versus the stick. So I gamify, uh, my kids just walked in. I gamify walking often I gamify really everything because I like challenges. And so one way I excite myself about mundane things, things that are boring or taxing is by introducing a challenge. In episode eight, I talked about success traps and this distinction between zone of excellence and zone of genius. So it's worth acknowledging that I believe in aligning with your strengths, right? You may dread this. You may feel compelled to say, this is not my strength, so I should not do it. However, comma, there will be times when the work required isn't packaged as this warm, pretty, delectable cupcake that you cannot wait to sink your teeth in and get your hands on, right? Sometimes the work required of you today or for tomorrow is just this boring, basic bowl of oatmeal, just looking at you in the face, right? Bland and boring. It may even make you cringe at every bite, Delegate what drains you, yes. Take ownership of what energizes you, yes. But know that sometimes, on occasion, you just got to eat the oatmeal. You just got to suck it up and eat it, right? Our mindset shapes our experience with 
creativity and intention, you can transform repetition into a ritual. I talk about some of the rituals you can incorporate in Confidence Ritual, which is my really low ticket offer to help you to build your confidence and habits around your mindset. You can click the link below in the description to get access to that. But it is possible to get to a place of appreciation for mundane and not have this triggering pressure to motivate you to do the things that you dread and slay dragons in this anxious way, right? You can have peace and purpose and attention in your daily routines. The magic is within our perspective. If discipline and sustainable practices are something you've struggled with and you're getting sick of yourself, <laughs> click the link in the description box to DM me. Let's talk about some of the ways that I may be able to help you to overcome yourself so that you can reach that next level in your life and business. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you had any moments of breakthrough, any aha moments, if you just enjoyed this content, it would be a blessing to me if you could leave that feedback in the show by wherever you're listening to the show, leave a five-star review, drop a comment, let me know what resonated with you. As a thank you, I'd love to give you access to my workshop, Navigating Ambition Without Mom Guilt. All you have to do is do one of two things, either send me a DM, screenshot the Uh, on your stories, tag me at Courage Hackers on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about it. Screenshot your review and I'll DM you back or send me an email. The email is in the description box. Screenshot your review, send it to me in the email and I am going to offer you a little thank you gift. Thank you again for listening to the show.